Uh, there we go. Is that me? Uh, and they're off. Is that my breathing? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't breathe heavy into the mic when somebody else is speaking, which is what I do. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. Well, here we are again, honey. How are you? Hey. It's Dave Boswell with my beautiful wife, Melina Boswell, and it is so nice in here because it's like 80 degrees and outside is like 110 or something. <laughs> so, Yeah, so my sinuses are not happy, so I sound a little nasally today because I'm uh, having an allergy. I was just going to say that we both sound all, oh, yeah, sorry. That's uh, gross. We apologize. Uh, <coughs> yeah, <well>, wow. <laughs> it's going to happen. Just letting you know ahead of time it's going to happen, but uh, we got we got things to do. We've got Tim and... Tim and Oscar in the uh, studio, and that's uh, Tim Wilkinson and uh, Oscar Solaris. And today we've um, well, we've got a, a bunch of things that we've been kind of brain dumping about and what's happening, and so it's kind of a really exciting time for you guys uh, specifically. Yeah, it's, cool things absolutely. It's been it's been fun too. So right. here here we are. If you've you know if you've caught some podcasts in the past, you know we've kind of talked about Tim and Oscar and, and their stories and so forth and. We don't want to hit so much on that today. We 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 really want to talk a little bit more about um, about some of the strategies and one of the strategies that you've implemented recently, and one of the things that Melina's been talking about, like pretty much this whole year, and um, dealing with homeowners and and um, specifically like how we're finding leads, and then once we find leads, all the different challenges that come up with you know inside those leads, and you know, common thing that a lot of people ask us about is you know. <clears throat> They get these buzzwords, okay, I'm going to be a wholesaler, or I'm going to be a fix-and-flipper, mm-hmm. and then they just think that's it. Right, right? yeah. It's one of my pet peeves. So, <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I think that people don't understand that the magic in real estate investing is not – like everybody likes to take something ugly and make it pretty, right? And everybody also likes to uh, make money on a property without doing anything to it. So that would be wholesaling or fix and flipping. That's all the easy part. And one of the pet peeves I have is, is has to do with language, right, and how people identify what they do. And so I spend a lot of time, like in my foundations class, just going over, you know, terminology and language and really understanding, you know, the, the real power inside of being a real estate investor. And that is finding motivated sellers. So it's all about finding leads, Mm. So right and yeah, you coined the you coined the the phrase "deals are not found; they are created." Right, and never has has that been more true than I think in what we're seeing in the market right now. Right, and people always use the. Let's make sure we're clear, even our own terminology, because you say, "Oh, I'm, I'm looking for deals. I'm looking for deals. I'm looking for deals." Right, but it has to start with the lead. Right, you know, and I, th- I think you said <laughs> the thing you said, like, "Isn't it funny that you know." Uh, <laughs> Lead is the deal spelled backwards, yeah. right? Yeah. So we got to start with the lead, mm-hmm. right? And one of um, you mentioned your foundations class, and and you do an amazing job at at getting through a lot of those, you know, breaking through some of the I don't know buzzwords, myths, some of those things that you talk about specifically with language, right? Right. Yeah. And the idea that there's just a, a, a magic list <laughs> that you can get and you're going to get motivated sellers and you'll just get a bunch of leads and you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. And, you know, you can be a real estate investor in your bunny slippers. And Right, yeah. right. I had a, a student not too long ago and he said, I, I can't believe that when I came here, like the magic sauce is like I have to have conversations with people. 
It's true. And I'm like, what did, uh-huh. what, what, yeah. what did you think was going to happen? And he's like, yeah, I thought you guys had access to some sort of like list, you know, because that's what I get. All the, all the email lists and drips that I'm on, they always send me this stuff. If you'll just spend this much money, give us X number of dollars a month, we'll just pipe in fresh leads to you. And then you can literally make offers like from the comfort of, you know, your laptop on your couch. And, you know, eventually you'll, you'll get yourself a, a lead that turns into a deal. And I told him straight out, I was like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I feel bad for you because, no, this is actual work. Mm-hmm. You're going to actually have to get up and have conversations with people. And I think that was completely like a foreign language to him. Like, Yeah, I think it's a disservice that people um, don't understand they're being given. When, when you aren't taught how to have proper conversations with motivated sellers, uh, then you are being cheated, in my opinion. I think it's all about the conversation because, like I was just thinking as you were talking about, you know, finding lists and, you know, invest from your, your couch, that may be true um, in, like, some um, areas in the country, for example. So you may be able to find uh, motivated sellers or be able to buy properties in the Midwest, for example, and and that may be one strategy. But if you want to be a real estate investor, like in California, and you want to be a wholesaler or a, a fix and flipper, then you need to learn how to have conversations with homeowners no matter what. Mm. One of the things I pride myself on is that when people take my training, I can drop them into any market anywhere in the country, and they'll make money because they know how to have conversations with motivated sellers. They, number one, know where to find a motivated seller. How do I identify them? And then most importantly, how to have a conversation with them. Right. And I believe that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been cool to watch our, all of our curriculum, uh, sort of expand from there. It's just grown and it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's turned into some pretty awesome stuff in my opinion. Well, that was one, that was one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to touch on today was, you know, we get sometimes, you know, we even get people that come and they're like, okay, so I joined this club. Now what? Okay, so I, I, I come to, we have a, you know, an initial three days of training, which kind of we, we immerse people in, we give them the basics, show them, you know, where to find some basic leads, where to be able to do some basic analysis, you know, get other investors' attentions, right? Because at the end of the day, you've got to be able to lean on, you know, when you first get started in this business, you've got to lean on someone else's credibility, right? I, I don't know a single person who's ever come to the club, taken our training, and then on Monday went out and just did a real estate deal all by themselves. I don't know anybody. Well, I don't either. I know people have come to our training and then got a deal, but they got help from one of the senior investors inside the club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And with that, that's kind of how the, the curriculum's you know developed over the last – has it really – have we really been doing this almost 10 years? Can you believe that? It's just time is flying. Crazy, yeah. But you know, over the last decade, I can now say, you know, we've developed curriculum, and that curriculum was based on – challenges that we came up with by focusing on those leads. So I got Tim and Oscar here today and we one of the things that um that they've done a really good job is is obviously driving leads and working with new people that are going out and having those initial conversations and they typically get those have those conversations and then they get stuck. Right? I mean it's common. I, yesterday I had three students reach out to me with the exact same thing. Talk to a homeowner. This is what they're thinking. What do I do next? Yep. And, you know, from there, I, I got on the phone with each one of the homeowners and set up follow-up conversations with them. Perfect. Perfect. Because they don't know what they don't know just yet. And each one of them involves 
three totally different strategies inside dealing with those. And, and we can't teach every what if. Yeah, it's like every possible scenario. Because <laughs> <laughs> we could what we'd if never, it to death. Yeah, we'd right. never leave the classroom. <laughs> right. Well, one of those things that um, came up for Tim and Oscar was that they were Oscar and Tim, Tim and Oscar. I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg over here. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, what came up for them was that as they were running through and, and finding leads, um, they'd find out that they have an NOD or notice a default and lo and behold, the homeowners passed away. Right. Right. And they came to Molina and said, hey, we need to have a, a class on like when, when does it make sense for us to help an heir, right? Whoever this property is being left to, um, when does it make sense to help them go through probate and when does it not? And uh, maybe you guys can kind of expand on how that kind of came up for you and, and, I think you guys have now taught that class for the last the last year. Has it been about a year now? Uh, it's approaching that, I think. Yeah. yeah, coming up on a year. So coming up on a year, and, and I know it's changed, and you and you're continuing to add to it, and stuff changes, which is a cool part of you know what we do is because this is what we do every day. So yeah, yeah, and you know <clears throat> the the reason it changes is because we're active in the market, you know? mm-hmm. so things show up on a regular basis, and we have to figure it out. Right. And make it work, and then that becomes a an opportunity to share that information with the the club members and educate them on how that took place. Right, right. right. And <clears throat> it was it was a um, it was essentially a, a need that we identified. That you know, Tim came up to me and said, "Hey, look, I'm thinking of this. What are your thoughts behind it?" And um, you hear about probate specifically being a lead source, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? But we didn't look at it that way. We looked at it more as like you said, right, when does it make sense to really help someone through the probate process? So we don't go out looking for probate cases. We go out there looking, as you said before, the, the notice of defaults, right, and helping those homeowners. <clears throat> and the club members are, that are, are educated now are, are really capable of, to Melina's point, have those conversations initiated, then engage us to, to carry those conversations forward and, and, and work through the process. But it was... That, give credit to Tim. You know, it was his brainchild of <laughs> let's let's put something together that's going to make sense for people, and how do we do that? So, we, do me a favor, and Tim, d- define probate for me, so those that are listening may or may not know what that means. <laughs> uh, well, Putting pro- him on the spot. Yeah, right. So, probate is a um, it's a legal process that, frankly, you have to go through in order to transfer title after you pass away, if ownership of the property is owned in uh, an individual's name. Got um, it. Who passed away? No trust. Yeah. Set up ahead of time, which everybody knows they should do it, and and they don't get it done. So there's always new new properties that need to go through probate, and and basically the the legal process of deciding who has the legal right to the to the property. Right. Ultimately, right. I think people think because they have a will. I think that is the I think that is the misconception of so many people. Right. right. Especially people in this generation that are getting older. Right, and they're now passing away, which I think are baby boomers. Um, they believed, oh, I have a will, so therefore I've covered you know my bases after I've passed away. Not understanding that doesn't cover it. Right. And, and little disclaimer: none of us here are attorneys. We're not here giving law or practicing law in any way, shape, or form. So right. if you're listening <laughs> to this and somebody's told you something different, then <laughs> apply it as as you see fit to your uh, situation. Go see a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> who, who does? 
estate planning, right? Like, you know, the Mark Kohlers of the world, and um, you know, KKOS, those type of guys. Right. Anyways, so go ahead, Tim. Uh, well, Molino mentioned that people think they have a will, um, and that is going to take care of things. But at the end of the day, um, I can't think of one person who puts in their will their will that I want Bank of America to be paid. Right. So <laughs> the the purpose of probate really, like at the end of the day, the purpose of probate is to make sure that all creditors that um, the decedent owed get paid. I mean, mm-hmm. if I broke it down to why why we need a court process to make that happen, it's because the creditors want their money. And if you put it in the will, like I'm, I'm not going to put in my will that I want my credit cards to be paid. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to leave the house to my right. kids or whatever right. that is. So the will itself has to be presented in front of a judge and then the judge is going to make sure creditors get paid. And then after all of that is done, then, um, you know, then what's left over can be distributed to your heirs. So that's what the probate process is all about. Gotcha. In my mind as a Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-attorney. So we had a, you guys had a, a, a recent local deal, um, actually in orange County, right? That, uh, I know Jeff, Jeff and Flora, we're out doing what Molina teaches and finding the you know distressed properties. And this was a, a notice of default, right. right? So the notice of default comes up, and and we'll we'll just protect the identity of the the homeowner and not mention the street or anything, just for privacy purposes. But we're just in Orange County, right? In the last what has this been? Sixty ninety days now. Uh, we it, we've not been working that. on it since the end of last year. So the end of last year um, is when the um, so uh, Jeff and Flora had attended Molina's class, learned how to go talk to n- notices of default, um, homeowners that are in notice of default, and then they went and talked to these um, people that were living in the property and found out that the owner had passed away. Okay. So they approached Oscar and I um, because we have quite a bit of experience in in dealing with probates, and we were able to um, help them. You know, get get the the um, probate process started. Uh, they had actually started probate on their own without an attorney. Uh, had done a couple things wrong, and they were facing a, a foreclosure sale now because um, because it was taking too long. They had done it wrong, so the probate process process wasn't moving forward the way that uh, it should. Okay. So we were able to help get that cleaned up with them, and then we we enrolled an attorney to step in and help them out. Yeah. Okay, so it's, I, it's like they were stuck and you unstuck them. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say, so you, so you left out a few, like, key things I want to stop, stop you real quick. So sure. the people that were living in the property are whom? They were... Were they tenants? Were they family? Were they... One of them claimed that he was the caregiver of the... Um, decedent. Of the decedent. Okay. And, frankly, he thought he owned the property. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a challenge. Yeah, but that's so common. That is. Right. It's kind of crazy how common that is. It's, a, it's an oddity, but it does happen a lot. I've, I've seen and talked to so many people right. in that scenario. It's weird. Yeah. And so, so the, who started the, the process? Was that the caregiver? No, the, uh, the son okay. had started the process. Okay. And so when he, and he got stuck because he didn't know what he was doing. Messed up paperwork, right? And so the probate court is kind of kicking stuff back to him, and right, and none of that's stopping the foreclosure from looming, right? So he he didn't have the money to to um, talk to an attorney or get things started with with an attorney, um, so the, he attempted to do it on his own. Uh, he did a couple things wrong, not huge things, but it was definitely if 
if the thing if things are not done exactly right, then the judge just pushes it back, and and you know postpones things. So he was in that he was stuck in that space of I don't know exactly what the judge is asking me to do, mm-hmm. um, and he couldn't afford an attorney. So we were able to come in. We helped him. We we enlisted some uh, paralegals, and we paid for the paralegals to help get things cleaned up. Okay. And then we enlisted an agent. I mean. A, a uh, attorney okay. to continue the process. Okay. And based on our agreements of purchasing the property, which was his ultimate goal was to get rid of these uh, tenants slash squatters that were in his dad's property. He just wanted to sell it. And we came to an agreement to uh, purchase the property and inside of purchasing the property included us paying for all fees and, and, you know, paying the attorney and taking care of everything that he couldn't pay on his own. And at the end, he got you know all of his money. Gotcha. So you, so he he just wanted to sell the property. Dad's dad's passed, right? And he's got this problem, right? So just kind of put yourself in in that person's position, right? So I've lost my my dad first of all. So there's there's trauma that's there. There's the grieving process that all that that's taking place. On top of it, you're now getting notices from the bank, right? Right. That we're taking, you know. Probably the the estate's largest asset. I'm assuming, right? It's only asset. It's only asset, and it 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 had, you know, it had equity in it. Okay, right? There was enough equity to make it to, to where it made sense for him to actually go after it. Okay, um, but he couldn't get it, and he was getting ready to lose it. Got it. He was, he was getting ready to potentially lose his dad, and anything his dad was getting ready to leave him. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and and that's kind of the thing, right? It's like, so how do you so how do you connect with that? Let's say the person sends an email to an NOD list kind of thing, you know, from the comfort of their home on a laptop. You know, who's going to pay attention to that? There's no relationship. There's no connection there. There's no nothing. So you guys step in this guy's world and said, look, you know, we understand what you're going through. We've helped lots of people go through the same process. We have connections and resources to do it. On top of it, financially, we'll pay for all those things. And potentially, we'll save you from losing the home. And on top of it, make sure you get paid a fair amount. I don't know what those numbers were, but a fair amount. Right. And then you guys could either rehab the project or wholesale the pro- whatever you ultimately end up doing to you know, exit the, the, the property, take care of the squatters or, sorry, tenants, whatever they were at that point. And create a win, 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 like all the way down the line. Exactly. I, and I think that's, it's just such a, it's like a textbook, you know, <laughs> scenario really. Cause one of the things I teach all the time is you always make your money on your acquisition. People always want to focus on the exit and, oh, I, I can't wait to flip it. Well, the flipping it is the easy part. The, the more difficult part is the acquisition. Right. And that's where you make your money is on the acquisition and you just get paid on the exit strategy. Right. So how, whatever you do to sell it, like you said, they could, have, they could have done whatever they wanted. I always tell students, how do you know that you made, you made a good acquisition if you can do whatever you want to do on the exit? <laughs> so if you can play it out a million ways, if you can go, hey, I can keep this as a buy and hold because it'll actually cash flow, check, right? I can rehab it and make money, check. I can wholesale it and make money and leave money on the end for a rehabber, check, check, yeah, right. right? And you've put your homeowner in a better situation. Right. So to me, you know, not only do you make your money on your acquisition, part of the, you know, quote unquote, making money on your acquisition is leaving your seller in a better place than when you first met them. Right. It's always a goal that I teach my students to go after. And in this scenario, it's it's just textbook because they did all of that. 
Yeah. And I don't even think they knew what your exit was going to be right away, right? D- didn't really matter. We didn't know. <coughs> it, I, I remember <laughs> potentially <laughs> you two are having a... a, a <laughs> we had a spat. <laughs> <laughs> the spat. Like a lover spat? <laughs> wow. The spat over... The partner spat. <laughs> <laughs> Business partner. Business partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Tim was going, I want to fix and flip it. Yeah. Because there's going to be, you know, this great uh, story behind it. And then. Well, the pictures are always so awesome. You know, when you see the before and the after and the video and, you know, that's like, that's where all the, that's where all the sexy is. Right. (laughs) Who doesn't love it, right? Totally. And then you got Jeff and Flora, I'm sure, who are saying that would be kind of fun too. Right. Yeah, sure. This was Flora's first, first deal ever. So, and you Yeah. Cool. That's yeah. So she's saying, let's do that, and then ultimately. So I, I don't know how much you want to reveal as far as numbers, but the homeowner got paid really well. Yeah, right? the, the homeowner got uh, all their equity, all their equity, and um, we were able to come in and. Um, and the property needed a lot of work. Oh yeah, right? it had a, it had a lot of work that needed to be done to it. Plus, um, there was evicting the tenants that. Right, that, caused, like, that we had to pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was twelve people in the house. Wow, they were quote cooking in there. Wow. So, um, what does you, that mean? It wasn't they spaghetti. Were, they were cooking drugs in the house. When you walked <gasps> in, you could smell it. In Orange County? Yeah. No. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so there was there was a lot to deal with, and um, the and that took you. I mean, you're talking about last year. This is how how long from beginning to end would you guys say this took? We um. Probably from the time that Jeff and Flora immediately like talked to the own to the um, air and got things started with us, to the time where we exited the property was like seven months, yeah. seven almost seven, eight months, seven or eight months, yeah, seven or eight months. And so we'll, we'll just do it this way. What's the, what's the gross amount of equity that was pulled out of this this place that he had the homeowner had potential to lose the total total number? Um, the gross the gross ended up being around a hundred thousand. Of a, a total potential equity in the property, and that includes after it gets all fixed up and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's and, you know, one of the things... Pretty significant. It is, absolutely. It's an interesting thing. One of the things I teach in class is that you can actually increase the value of a property intrinsically. For sure. Right? And that's really what they did. They, you know, some people would say, oh, they didn't swing a hammer, so they didn't, you know, increase the value of the property, and I absolutely... That is not the case. You, they increased the, the value because they, well, first of all, got ownership. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's otherwise it's worth nothing. Right. Uh, and then tenants, right. liens, tenants, eviction, like, yeah. Yeah. There's so many moving parts to this thing. You, you know, I, I don't want to go all, all day about this, you know, idea, but there's so many moving parts. And, honey, chime in here as you see. But, you know, we hear – and I guess it's maybe just a product of, of what society is now producing in that we have this, like, this very, oh, I don't know what the word is, but this, you know, really myopic 
kind of view of like this is exactly what real estate investing is like what is real estate investing i, I well, buy a house and i yeah. fix and flip it and yeah. then you know i make money well that's because it's a 30 minute tv show right. I mean, let's just be honest <laughs> right that's really that's what happens is people watch it they watch a tv show yeah. and they see something they see it you know ugly in the beginning and then in 30 minutes it's been transformed and the real estate investor walked away with 40 grand yeah and they right get paid. Yeah. and yeah and so people are like i want to do that and you know you get to see the fun part of should we should we paint it white or should we go gray should we go earth tones or should we add some yeah. color right that's all the stuff that's fun everybody loves that stuff right and so that's what people think you know is the truth and there is a part of that but that you know it's such a small part such a small part yeah and i yeah. think it that- wasn't seven months of picking out um tile i assure you right <laughs> no right right so all those moving parts and and even for myself you know i i lean on melina a lot she's i say by all the time she's the smartest person that i know she's she's the best at at when it comes to real estate and problem solving and dealing with people and emotions there's just nobody you're going to meet better and then so she's able to step into somebody's world help them do that and then help guide them through all these landmines that come up right because that's exactly what happens we call them putting out fires yeah you know melina's a <laughs> she's the captain of a gigantic fire department <laughs> basically you know like all the time there's something comes up and Oh, now I got now I got to evict these people. They're not really the owners. And then, oh, there is a trust. Oh, there's not a trust. Oh, we don't have the original trust document. We have a copy of a copy of a copy. And, you know, <laughs> so many things that can happen inside all these different deals. And I think I think we even maybe take it for granted or or possibly even take you for granted, honey, in that, you know, the expertise that you have in, in negotiating all these different things to be able to get them done. And then seeing students like, you know, Jeff and Flora and Flora's very first deal. And then, you know, I have a homeowner and when you meet Flora, you know, you look at her and she's, she's so, you know, sweet and kind and just, you know, just a, a just a absolute sweetheart, you know? Yeah. Well, she's an accountant and, <laughs> you know, she's a number cruncher. She's a, right. right. So her getting into this business is so far outside of her comfort zone to say the least right she's not you know she was she talks to computers and spreadsheets mm. right not people <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah well and him actually both right. of them oh, which yeah. is really funny and i was just thinking as you were speaking i was thinking that's really you know very sweet and i'm i receive your compliments but i like i really had nothing to do with this deal <laughs> well totally oscar and tim did it all all on their own they which is amazing they've <laughs> plugged into <laughs> Go ahead. You were going to say something. I was just going to say this this deal. She didn't have much. She didn't have really anything to do with this deal. However, um, I think it's interesting, like because you're talking about how you know we talked about like the class that we put together and how it changes all the time. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I think about how it, we actually got started. How Oscar and I got started down this path, and it started because I had a lead come across my desk years ago. Yeah. And I needed help. And what I learned from Oscar, like Oscar was my mentor Uh in that I was able to reach out to him and he helped guide us through that situation. Now, I'll be frank. We lost money on that transaction. Wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold the press. <laughs> Are you telling me you can lose money in real estate investing? Yeah. No. Hard to believe, right? No. Right. So, so Nobody we ever wants to talk about that. <laughs> right. Well, here's, here's we mistakes. We, we make mistakes and I'll tell you this much. I, and I like this is a, a term that I love. I have spent so much more money on way less education mm-hmm. than than that. Mm-hmm. So 
so with that, I mean, I, I brought it to Oscar. What I learned from Oscar was that, hey, we're just going to attack this thing. We, he didn't know the answers. I didn't know the answers. We just attacked it, and we figured it out. And from that perspective, we have built a class off of going and just attacking these deals and learning whatever there is to learn out of that deal. You know, win some, lose some, win, a, win big, win small. It's so great. You know what I was just thinking is that is how the entire club has been created. Right. Like if you were going to, if you were going to put like a, a, a name on the club, it's like, it's practicum. Right. Mm. That's what we have. We have a, a, we have practicum because it's, it's practical curriculum, right? right? Or yeah. practicing curriculum right. that is, has been born as a result of each one of our own experiences, right? right. How did I d- start teaching distressed property acquisitions? Um, I don't know, after doing hundreds of them. Right. right. <laughs> you know? So then suddenly your experience becomes a, a device to be able to train and to share your experiences with other people. Right. right. Which I think is so cool. And, and actually, like you said, like is so much cheaper than what we've lost probably in our own education. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very true. You know, the, um, a common thing we get, you know, cause we're, we're all kind of, I probably said this somewhere in the past, but we're all taught, like we go to school, then we go to college, right. And you go to college and I know Oscar dealing with this right now. Like here's, here's the curriculum for your son that in order for him to graduate and have a degree, he has to have these num- X number of classes, right. And when you've done that, you've graduated and you've, you have that degree. So there's some sort of expectation, I think, that we're in our mind saying, okay, so if I can do that, then now I'm done and I have my degree. I, I call them receipts, but um, I have my degree. And, you mean your college receipt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it says I survived college, right? And, and then I become something. This is the flip side. So when you said practical, that, that totally hit home because it's like – the classes that, that we teach inside there are never the same. Stuff is ever-changing, right. right? Experiences are ever-changing. The, the leads that turn in the deals are always different, you yes. know? And the end result may be the same. Hey, we fixed and flipped it and did X, or <laughs> we wholesaled it and did X. But all the details leading up to that are totally different all the time, and that's what makes the club so unique in what we do, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, one of the things that, that really stands out for me is that Tim and I have been around for seven, eight years or so, right, with you guys, and, and we've learned a ton from you guys, you know, particularly Melina with her, with her teaching and so forth. But that never ends. Right. It's, it's, it's an ongoing process of <laughs> learning and developing your skill set, right? It's, it's every day, just recently, right? I mean, even this morning we were having a conversation about another deal that's gotten weird on us, so... Now we have to jump through hoops and get things done and figure out, make make (laughs) phone calls. She put her fire captain hat on Mm -hmm. or helmet, whatever you want to call it, and and moves forward, right? Right. But it's it's a never-ending process of learning. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about what what we do as a club is that we don't – it's not a one-and-done thing for education. Right. Mm -hmm. We're like, come back. Right. Repeat this class and repeat it again and repeat it again. And what I found is that the more I sit – you know, I interact quite a bit with Melina in in her class Mm – but I'm, I'm still learning. Sure. Right? Through, and it's, it's, there's the part of learning from Melina and then learning from Melina answering the questions that club members have. Sure. Right? The, it's, it's so invaluable to sit in that classroom mm-hmm. and listen to what people are experiencing and then the answers that are provided to them. It, it's like 
real estate investing knowledge base nirvana for me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, those are those are you uh, club members that are listening to this podcast right now. What that means to you is that um, repeat, 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 repeat. You know, yeah. So let people it's... repeat because we know there's value in repeating. Absolutely. Right. I mean, Jeff and Flora needed your guys' help to get this deal done. Right. They were repeating classes, coming in and taking the practical experience from Molina, taking it to the field, then being able to work on that. I'm sure they had questions throughout that entire time as they're repeating classes and so on and so forth. And, and then what do you know? You know, activity produces results. Right, honey? Always. You know, so they do that. And then, wow, what do you know? I stumbled upon a lead that turns into a deal and I need help. You know, let's go to the guys that can help us out. You guys create a joint venture. You all had a very handsome payday. And yeah, why don't you just tell us what you guys ended up netting on that property for your team? Um, we netted 30, I want to say it was like 30, 33,000, right, right in the 33,000 range, like without going down to decimal points, which is what <laughs> I typically would do. <laughs> I, I want to say that the total net was right around 33,000. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fantastic. For each of you. No, for our, for our team. team. Oh, for your team. Oh, yeah, right. Got it. Jeff yeah, and Flora right. received yeah. a, a comparable amount. I uh, got it. <laughs> a comparable amount. Yeah. Was that too big a word? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. <laughs> so your your team, in other words, you guys partnered up with and created. Tim, Tim and I and our team made the 33000 Got right. it. And then Jeff and Flora each made roughly the same. Roughly the same. Yeah. That's each. 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 That's exciting. It's so – I just – I don't know. I'm dumbfounded sometimes when I – when I when when people can't grasp, you know, the idea that they didn't come to one class and go talk on, talk to, you know, one homeowner and then out came this. This is like – this is months and months and months of doing the activity, right, to go have that kind of payday. Everyone who's listening to this just heard 30, 30 grand. Let's just round it off. Call it 30 grand. Made thirty grand. If you did one real estate deal in a year, mm-hmm. continuing doing what you're doing right now, nobody go quit their job. Right. You know, you you can't make money in this overnight. But if you did that, and in one year you made an extra thirty grand, you know, how significant would that be? Yeah. You know, it's, it's as simple as it gets. And then, gosh, you know what ends up happening? If they stay the course and continue doing the activity. It doesn't turn into one deal in a year. By year two, it starts to snowball, and we see people closing two and three <laughs> mm-hmm. and four and five, you know. And unfortunately, most people will will quit as you know along the way because they're like, nah, well, it hasn't happened for me fast enough, right? Right. I mean, I know you, Tim. You you even experienced that back in the very beginning. I mean, it, it took you a long time to get where you're at. Oh yeah, I wanted to quit a lot of times. Right. And you've had some of the biggest paydays of people in the club. Yeah, and frankly, there after my first big payday, um, you know, over over you know six figure payday, uh, <laughs> I even has a struggle saying over a hundred. Right, yeah, but even after that kind of a deal, I still experienced times where I wanted to quit. Wait, like, you ju- mean just making that deal didn't make it like? Wait, money did, money can't buy you love, right? Or oh. happiness, or <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. I thought so it made I want everything I, better, you know. Sometimes I just get so frustrated and I think, oh, I'm going to quit. Right. I'm just going to go work a, a 40 or 50 hour a week job for somebody else. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Good luck. 
Well, yeah, and that's not true because I know you got a phone call that you were doing cartwheels on. Right. I can't wait to send this to uh, you know one of our mentors, Mr. Mr. Chris Albin, who's been in the studio before. But Tim got a phone call on our way in here, and he comes in. You would have thought it was like a really hot date or something. <laughs> and uh, it is. It, it, uh, apparently, it is for him. <laughs> but Chris Chris called him and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm working on this big deal. I want to run my strategy by you." And Tim's like. I think I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Oscar said that. I don't yeah, think Tim I, said it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I, yeah, it is awesome. It's awesome to you know just being around Tim and seeing where where he was and where he's been and to where he is today. It's 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 cool stuff. It's very cool because there is some. I mean, let's face it. Tim has had some haters. You've had some haters. Oh, yeah. You know. So I still do. I know you do. I know, and that's okay. You know. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, it's just classic. <laughs> we, pe- people, um, we, we've said a lot. You know, people don't don't want to celebrate people's successes anymore. We mm-hmm. we don't want to celebrate greatness. That's right. Yeah, we definitely don't want to celebrate greatness. There seems to be a lot more, but that's okay. We, we do, do what we do, and uh, we love it. We love we being love in the studio it. with you guys and being able to yes. share and celebrate. And I'm so freaking happy to to see you guys close that deal. And you know, by the way, Melina and I. We're not involved in that deal. We didn't get paid on that deal, and I couldn't wait for you guys to close it so you know we the whole club could celebrate. Yeah. So, um, anyways, congratulations! Thanks for all you guys do for the club. Thanks for the initiative that you take to help everybody else out to be able to share. You know, there's there's no trade secrets. Like you know, we don't <laughs> hold back inside the club. The whole idea is like, hey, this is what we do. Share with everybody, and the cream will rise to the top. So, uh, with that, we're gonna we're gonna call this one done. And uh, I look forward to... Not one and done. No, definitely not one and done. <laughs> so, oh, no. We will, um, we'll catch you guys in, in a couple of weeks. And uh, you guys try to stay cool out there. Meanwhile, we're flipping off. <laughs> flipping out. <laughs> <laughs>